You can find out more on my Instagram at Quiet Fire Radio. Welcome back to Quiet Fire. You are here with Jeremy, another beautiful Saturday on 2RRR. This week's special guest, someone I'm thrilled to have on the show, all the way from our nation's cultural capital, Anna Smirk. How are you? I'm really good. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so good. Now, we're just a short duration away from the release of your latest single, Human Condition, released on the 13th of May. How does it feel to have that out in the world? Yeah, it feels so good. It, it's really, really fun to have it out. I've been, you know, building up to it the last few months and it always, you know, takes takes a bit of time to get things rolling behind the scenes. So it feels like a, a little bit like it's been a long time coming and now I'm just really happy that I can share it and, yeah, let people hear it. It's great. Absolutely. I mean, on a personal level for you, there must have been a fair bit of anticipation. You released the first EP 2018, Song of the Silver Tongue, followed by Swim in 2019. And just by looking at those, it must feel like you had 2020 off in some senses. But of course, this song was written with 2020 so deeply in mind. Tell me about your 2020 as a creative person. Yeah, it was a weird year. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. So yeah, I released an EP late 2019, November. So I had a lot of touring planned for 2020. I was had a had a run of little festivals, and I was heading over to the UK to do to do a tour there. And of course, that all changed. Um, so you know, I was kind of. I was kind of stuck at home in Melbourne and had a lot of time to think and write. So I wrote a lot of new stuff, which was really good. And probably wrote stuff that I wouldn't have written if it hadn't been for everything that happened, just because I had the time. It had been such a long time since I had been in one place for that long. So I think that was actually really nice for me to have like a little bit of a pause and a breath and some time to think about like what I really wanted to write next. So yeah, the first half of the year was really spent writing and, and thinking about that stuff and second half of the year I was kind of gearing up to recording this new EP and that recording kept getting pushed back again and again because of the lockdowns but eventually got into the studio and, and put the tracks down. Now on listening to your back catalogue this is the first single from the new EP of which I assume is kind of being teased to come out in a little bit of time but if I was a betting man or a guessing man, it seems to me like seems like a little bit more of a band vibe and a little bit more of a pop drive behind this on the sneak preview of the EP. Would I be right or wrong? You'd be right. Maybe you should be a betting man. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you're right on the money there. Yeah, that was definitely like, um, that was definitely a conscious choice. You know, my, my previous two EPs, were pretty, they were coming from kind of a, a much more folky um, influenced sound and were a bit more of a solo kind of um, sound, I suppose. But yeah, this new EP is, is a lot bigger production wise. Uh, yeah, it feels a bit more like a full band kind of recording. Um, although the way we made it was just me playing a bunch of stuff and the producer playing a bunch of stuff in the studio. It was just the two of us. But, um, but yeah, the songwriting as well, definitely I was intending to, to write a 
record that was a little bit more pop. Yeah, I, I kind of set myself a challenge to try to write some songs with hooks in them. <laughs> so here we are. Now, whilst, you know, people might associate pop with more upbeat themes, one of the, the central lyrics of this first single is loneliness is just a part of living loneliness is just a part of the human condition you haven't chosen to uh highlight some you know so even though it's framed in a pop sensibility it's not exactly the most light-hearted in the lyric set i think that sort of seems to be something that's defined a lot of your career would that be accurate yeah definitely i think that's true um and most of the songs from from this upcoming ep i guess you could say the same for them you know the the tone of the songs and the vibe of the songs is pretty upbeat, but there's some some kind of heavy, heavy themes in there, I suppose. And um, a lot of that's around kind of connection and how we connect with each other um, in the world today. And that, yeah, that's what human conditions really about. Just this idea of, you know, we're supposed to be more connected than ever, but it feels like so many of us are, are struggling with this, yeah, just sense of, of being quite alone. And I think that's, that's really not not working out well for for a lot of us out there yeah definitely i think the song strikes a chord with uh most people in the modern era but you have a particularly unique take on it i guess because um you know i i I don't know the full ins and outs of it so i'd love you to illuminate a bit more but i've i've understood that your life is split between here and the philippines and and a few other places do you want to tell me a little bit about your life and your own sort of sense of um, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Let's go, let's call it disconnectedness. You might not want to call it that, but let's go with that. Yeah, no, I think that's a good, that's a, that's a good word for it. Um, it's yeah. So my life is, is normally kind of a bit all over the place in terms of where I live. I, um, in, when I'm not playing music, I work in international development. So that takes me to lots of different places around the world. So um, I've spent, you know, several years living outside of Australia, around Asia and Pacific Island countries. And lately, yeah, before before COVID hit, I was kind of splitting my time between um, touring and, and playing music in Melbourne and Australia and uh, working in the Philippines in Manila. So I was kind of doing a few months here a few months there and I guess yeah so I think that has informed a lot of this of my songwriting of late that idea of like trying to figure out how to connect with people when I'm moving around so much like so I'm thinking a lot about my my relationships and my friendships and my family and just yeah just reflecting a bit on how to yeah how to have meaningful connections with people when I'm not physically around all the time. It's interesting as well that I know people who move around a lot, musicians tend to fall into one of two buckets. There's people who travel a lot and take on uh, the influences around them and th- their records sound broadly international. But you, on the other hand, sound immediately identifiable as Australian. Do you find that perhaps because of the travel, you kind of over accentuate your own home voice i guess when you're writing the music and i mean i guess what i'm saying is not thematically or musically but your vocal line it's probably a little bit of the music as well but it's immediately australian to me yeah that's interesting you say that i I think that is true definitely i guess a big part of that is that i i do yeah i sing quite in an, in an Australian accent, you know, <laughs> and I don't know, I don't really know how to not sing in an Australian accent. When we were recording these songs, the, my producer was saying, you know, 
what kind you know what are we going for here do you want to really lean into the Australian accent do you want to try to like do something a bit more neutral and I did want to stick with the Australian accent I think it's cool to you know I, I'm not trying to be anyone I'm, I'm not you know this is how I talk but also I kind of don't know how to sing in a different accent and still feel like I'm I'm me <laughs> so it, this is just this is just it this is what I do. Now I had read that you'd been in bands previously and the the Anna Smirk project sort of had a band in tow at one stage as well. You obviously tour with bands, but but flip between them both. But this album is going to be more band-driven. You know, there's always excitement with, you know, all the new process, but was there hesitation with with leaping back in with a band at all? Yeah, a little bit, I suppose. Um, definitely when I've had a really solid full band setup that's really fun and exciting in lots of ways but it's just logistically more complicated when it comes to touring um, and making stuff happen so yeah when I tried to make a more flexible setup over the last years that was kind of intentional you know I wanted to be able to play solo I wanted to be able to play with a smaller setup so we could tour more easily um, and I didn't have to sort of rely on um, the schedules of like five or six people lining up um, to be able to head out on the road. So, yeah, but we are sort of back in a full band kind of territory now, which is, which is really fun. Like, it's just good to change things up, I think. You know, I've been touring mostly solo or as a trio the last two or three years, and I'm still doing a few shows in smaller setups, but the shows that I have coming up over the next weeks and months will be with a full band, and I'm just super excited about it. It's been ages since I played a live show with a drummer, and it's, um, it just brings a whole different energy. So it's going to be good. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing that, uh, not to labor a point, is that, you know, if you were ever going to play a solo show, you had the chance last year. Everyone had their Instagram live feeds. Everyone had, you know, everyone tore their songs to shreds and turned them into acoustic ballads. And it was great. It was great. I don't want to take anything away from anyone. But I feel like that sound is, you know, a lot of musicians are kind of, feeling wary of doing that anymore they're they're cautious about going out there and going oh man we did the bedroom sessions last year let's let's get a lead guitarist and someone to to belt the drums to holy hell totally I hadn't really thought about it in those terms but I think there's definitely something in that because you know when I'm going out and seeing other people's gigs over the last few months that's just been the vibe that I wanted I want to hear you know I want to hear a big setup I want to be able to you know kind of have that big wall of sound coming at you and really get immersed in it. Cause I guess that is what we've really missed. You know, there's been other ways of accessing music over the last 12 months or 18 months, but yeah, we, we just haven't had that like huge big wall of vibration in the room. So yeah, it's time to bring that back. I reckon. Now during those times, you know, as, as your recording sessions were delayed and postponed and you were reorienting yourself and rewriting the songs and trying to adjust in your own mind to what this EP was going to be like through 2020. What was on your stereo that you feel has kind of unconsciously sort of appeared on this record? What were the the bands and artists and, you know, other records that were inspiring you? I think some artists that have definitely been inspirational for this record are Middle Kids. I've been really listening to a lot of Middle Kids um, over the last 18 months. I think probably Sharon Van Etten as well. I, it's one of the last kind of, well, not one of the last, but it's, it's a big, it's a recent big live show that I that 
really sticks in my mind of when Sharon Van Etten was out in 2019 and she put on this just like crazy huge amazing rock show and I think that was one of the times when I started to be like I want to do that that looks awesome (laughs) so I think that was a big influence Big Thief is another one I think they kind of draw that line of what we were talking about before of some really kind of deep kind of heavy lyrical content with a bunch of different like vibes in terms of in terms of the music so I think that was an influence too. So the live show will have you revisiting some of the old songs in a new format as well would that be accurate? Yeah yep that's accurate so a bit of the stuff that I was had in my live set prior to 2020 in a bit of a different feel and then some of the songs that will be on this new EP and then a, a bunch of like even more recent songs as well that I'm working on with the band. Are you uh, able to tease a little bit of the schedule we can be expecting? Like how far away are we with this EP? Um, we're looking at uh, September for the EP. So there'll be another single out in August and then the full the full EP late September, early October. Excellent. That's and would, and would one uh, coincide that with some sort of a tour? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's the plan to be doing a bunch of touring September, October um, and hopefully getting up to New South Wales and seeing you guys up there. But yeah, I I guess I feel like like a lot of people, I'm not setting too many plans in stone at this point because it feels like things are still a little bit in flux. So next few months of touring are sort of sorted and then um, we'll, we'll see what's possible after that. Absolutely. And, and that sounds so good. I'm really looking forward to uh, catching you. Hopefully, yeah, September, October. Let's say once the weather gets a little warmer as well, it's probably a positive. I'll feel like leaving yeah. the house a little more. <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely hear that you had that middle kids influence in there. Absolutely. So that's really cool. Now, if you had the opportunity to pick some of your supports for this tour or someone, uh, you know, you had your dream to support you on your tour up the East Coast, who would that be at the moment? That's a great question. I I don't know. I've got a couple of really great supports playing at um, my Melbourne uh, single launch show in a couple of weeks, a, a, band, a local band called Marigolden, um, who've released a couple of singles in the last few months. And Tamara and the Dreams, another local band who um, are, are putting out some really, really fun um, indie rock stuff from Melbourne as well. So that's going to be a really fun show. Well, Anna, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I'm guessing we're not able to say what the name of the EP is yet. That's still under wraps or still TBA even. Yeah, I'm going to sit on that a little bit longer. Yeah, no, that's okay. (laughs) That's okay. If I wanted to find out more about Anna Smirk, where would I go? Anywhere online, really. AnnaSmirk.com and then, you know, the usual social social media places. That's Anna, S-M-Y-R-K. Even I got that wrong a few times. Anna Smirk. To take us out today, uh, we're going to be playing your most recent single, Human Condition, from the 13th of May. Could you give us a short introduction to that track, please? This is Anna Smirk, and you're listening to my new single, Human Condition. Thank you so much, Anna. That's great. Thank you for joining me on Sunday evening.